Here we go. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where you need to head for everything Weber. They have every make and style and all the grilling accessories you ever will need. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 593, April 6, 2021. It was 86 degrees on this day in 1991. And what's interesting about that, that's about, I think in 1991, we were in the midst of about a four-day stretch of record uh, temperatures in 1991, only to suffer that extraordinary Halloween uh, blizzard uh, at the wow. end of the of the year. Mm-hmm. Ten degrees was the low on this day in 1979. White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1942, in 1994. Minnetonka went out on this day in 20. I'm sorry, in 1919, and in 1931, and in 2004. You know who brings you those ice out dates? Who's that, who Joe? That? Our friends at Aquaside, which will keep your beachfront free of weeds all summer long. They've been maintaining great weed-free lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that takes care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with both the EPA and the DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, and your family. I'm glad we have Aquaside back with us. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I think yesterday was a very extraordinarily significant day in the Chauvin trial with the testimony of Police Chief Madeira Arredondo. And uh, people will probably find fault with the idea that he crossed the imaginary blue line, but so has every member of the police department who's testified in this trial. And what I thought Arredondo did was noble, uh, I thought he had to do it. I didn't think he had any options. And I, I really hope the activists in Minneapolis take a step back and realize that he is attempting to bring about the reform police department that you've been clamoring about for one year. Uh, you would you would be within your reason to be terribly upset if Arredondo did not crossed the blue line yesterday. You you might have been legitimately terribly upset. He had to, I think, in my suspicion. He had to. There was nowhere to go with this. There's nowhere to go with this. And I think that what he did was tantamount to announcing to the city council and to the activist crowd that, look, uh, we're in a change environment here. Uh, I, I, I see... Uh, that force was used that was absolutely uncalled for and not authorized, and uh, that needs to be pointed out, and he did, and I think that's very novel in the history of policing in the United States. Uh, who's the author in L.A. who made a living writing about the thin blue line, the cop uh, 
author. Joseph Wamba. Joseph Wamba. Yeah, I mean, the 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 the, the blue line is a very very real thing where where police have traditionally, you know, circled their wagons. But this is was such a profound, apparently such a profound abuse of power that again, I don't think uh, Chief Arredondo had anywhere to go with this except what he did and. He did it with calm and civility, and, you know, he probably wasn't thrilled. He probably wasn't thrilled. And I bet you I'll get emails from people saying, well, I'm completely wrong, and that uh, Chauvin should have been protected at all costs by his chief. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And if you want a more open uh, police department, that's exactly what you saw yesterday, I think. You saw the beginning of a... A, a dynamic where the, where the chief has drawn the line and said, look, I can't uh, forget the blue line in this matter. This one's too egregious. There's no way for me to to deny that. There's no way for me to hide that. And uh, I thought it was an extraordinary day in the trial. I thought it was an extraordinary day. And today you've got other uh, police training people on saying, no, this was not an abuse. This was not an appropriate use of power. This was not proportional to the situation. I don't know where they go from here. To tell you the truth. Uh, what you I, mean, the department? No, I think the department's in a good place. To tell you the truth. Oh. I don't know where the trial goes from here. What do you mean by the, it's in a good place? I, I just think that you got a, a, a glimpse yesterday of a chief who has his act together. And, and again, he, he, he showed the city something, I think. He said, I'm not, I'm not here to uh, pretend that uh, the police department is above this fray. I'm here to tell you that that was an unauthorized use of force and not proportional to the situation. You got truth out of him. But with the, um, the lack of cops and us losing cops in that city, do you think that that hurt? Um the attempt to try to get more cops to work well, in Minneapolis? Well, if, if, it, if it hurt, then what you're suggesting is uh, the, a guy who wants to be protected from putting his knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes now realizes he won't get that protection from his chief, so he doesn't apply to the police department? The hell with him. You don't want him in the first place. All right. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a, uh, a bellwether day. I just think that... I don't know. I, I, I think I have a little bit of a different... Uh, reaction um, okay, to cr- <laughs> well, you know what? Screw you. I, no, I, I want to hear it. It's I not hear worth. It. <laughs> I think it will, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I do think too. so because I think the the mentality is, and I I've been looking for something to back me up, but I can't find it anywhere. Um, I think the mentality is is that the chief is more than willing to sell us down the river. And sell, I think, his, sell, sell his officers down the river? Correct. And I think that will, in, in fact, hurt um, recruitment. recruitment. Yeah. yeah, and I guess the reason I brought it up, Joe, was you already have, and we've heard from so many uh, police officers, both on the record and anonymously, saying, well, let's see, the mayor doesn't have, not you, but Mayor Fry doesn't have my back, the city council doesn't have my back, and now hearing the chief say that, is that going to deter someone that was likely going to apply or maybe uh, yeah. you know work i'm wavering i'm wavering what joe said makes a hell of a lot of sense it, i don't disagree and, with and joe I th- at all and i think yeah. i think he's right uh we don't want those kind anyway uh but the fact is is we need a lot of cops and yeah. we need them right away yeah. we need a bunch of cops now well, the only other option he would have had would be to uh back off and say what chauvin did was fine and i don't think he felt that was an option 
Right. So it wasn't fine. You know, given right. the situation. It yeah, it right. wasn't fine, yeah. Especially with all the testimony we've heard already from police officers saying just that. Yeah. I've got a good emailing friend who is going to take me to task for saying what I've said today. And he has a history in law enforcement. I, I guarantee you he's going to take me to task. I, I don't think Chauvin is worth protecting based on what we've heard and what we've seen. Has I, the I'm union, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I've been yeah. looking for the union, police union reaction to uh, this, the chief's testimony yesterday. I can't find any. Have you guys seen anything anywhere? I have not. By the way, his salary, uh, the defense attorney's payment is coming from the Minnesota Police Association, not the Minneapolis Police Union. All members of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association are backed by a legal defense fund that supports officers in criminal trials. So the uh, Nelson's money is coming from the Police Association, not the Minneapolis Police Union, which I thought was an interesting note because I didn't, I didn't know that. And I, uh, it's, it's hard for me to believe that among my police officer friends who will listen to this, that they would think I'm wrong. I, I, maybe they do. No, I, I, do. I, I think you're right. Yeah. And I think, well, even, you know, we, we all know cops. The, the, the people that are the most upset with what took place back in May are, are cops. Because th- this guy is gonna, you know, make all the all the good cops look bad, and so they they hate this more than anybody. Yeah. But don't you think he showed the world something? Don't you think that was very bold and forthcoming testimony from the uh, chief? I don't know. He didn't have any choice. He didn't. But thank God he accepted that he didn't have a choice. Right. Yeah. He didn't backpedal. He didn't obfuscate. He didn't try to hide. Uh, he 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 laid it on the line. Yeah, and the defense attorneys were pretty uh, strong with him, and uh, yep. he, he was also very honest, you know. I don't know what, what, uh, I, I don't know what to say. We have a woman who uh, uh, is warning us. Uh, there's a woman out there named Maya Eccles. Uh, she has a half million TikTok followers. What does that mean, Joe? I have no idea. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what that means. I know you don't. Uh, and she is a model. She's a very attractive young woman. She's a Black Lives Matter activist, of course, with a huge social media following. And uh, she is threatening now that all hell is going to break loose if uh, Chauvin is not sentenced. So why don't you play a little audio there for us? If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Just saying. All right. Thank you, Maya. Well, uh, she's, she's not saying anybody. uh, Everybody's saying that. Right. That's why, that's why, that's why I brought this to the show. Uh, Uh, This is hardly breaking news, Maya. Uh, We, we kind of gather that that's what you have in mind. Although not her personally, not her personally. She's way too attractive and way too uh, uh, consumed with her own personal interest that she sure as hell isn't going to go out on the street and start firebombing buildings. You know what this is? 
this is you know trying to outwoke everyone in 2021 for 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 reasons of self promotion. That's all that this is. Yeah, and she's using that threatening tone too, like. You know, uh, uh, I'm gonna come for you, pal. And well, she's just repeating what virtually everybody from everywhere is saying. Right, right. You know, but apparently she has a, a, a platform that has allowed her this moment of, of notoriety because she has so many of these TikTokers, TikTok people, whatever that is. It's yeah. a breath talkers. We call them talkers. They come in yeah. a little cartridge. Tickers, tickers, yeah. tickers, ticker talkers. Yep. <laughs> And she she got a clothing company. She's a model. She's uh, she's on her way places. But I guess she felt that it was necessary for her to uh, uh, remind everybody that she's terribly, terribly important to this situation, and uh, we should be I, I, hearing her. It's about as fascinating as saying, you know, enjoy this sunny weather now, because yeah, yeah. come this fall, it's gonna snow. It's oh, okay, hon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now play it again. Play it again. Okay. She doesn't right. know how to pronounce the word sentenced. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, sentenced? just know no. that all hell is going to break loose. Okay. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. All right. Thank you. Just saying. Don't be surprised if uh, in October it turns a little chillier. Right. The Wouldn't next thing it be you know, better? Snows. Don't be surprised so, if the Vikings lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> so she has a, she has a platform. Wouldn't it be better for her to to think more on the positive side, or at least John, express John, positive John, feelings? John, John, how naive what, are you, John? John. Appar- apparently, very. What are you, yeah. what are you doing yeah. up there, John? Come on, man. I, I have. I bet we'll never see. From the likes of her or anybody from the activist world, I bet we'll never see anybody or hear anybody say what I said about Arredondo today. I bet you won't. I don't think those incompetent children on the city council have the wherewithal to take a step back and say, I, I'm grateful for what he did. I admire what he did. I don't think you'll ever hear no, that. No, the reaction, if any, would be, it's about time. He should have yeah. said this months ago. Yeah. All right, I'm going to uh, take a little water break, if you guys don't mind. Okay. Sure. Why don't we do that? Yeah. It's been a long winter for Minnesota businesses. Now it's time to spring forward to Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Diesick with the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Best of all, companies of all sizes make more money in Sioux Falls. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Now more than ever, Minnesota companies are talking with us about expansion or relocation to the Sioux Falls area. Minnesota business people are excited about our short commutes, safe streets, and quality-of-life excellence. Make your move to Sioux Falls. You'll find productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, and fewer taxes, not to mention higher profits. Spring is a great time to expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. For a luscious, beautiful lawn all season long, click on over to ProfessionalTurf.com. They're the Metro leader in thick, 
Luscious lawns. I don't think I spelled that right in this copy. Whoa, be careful. Uh, and they do it the old-fashioned way, in-person estimates, agreed-upon goals, long-term, seriously knowledgeable employees, no cold, cold calls in my favorite, no upsells. Uh, you're not going to get any of that nonsense with professionalturf.com, just the best best grass on, on the block, frankly. Uh, you don't have to worry or fret about weeds, bare spots, mystery patches, none of that. We've all done it here at GL. Uh, Reavers, you missed it yesterday. I, yes, sir. I admitted that I uh, signed Roycey up for ProTurf. I heard the. Uh, I heard so, your uh, ad. Yes, uh, when he driving comes, back. <laughs> when he uh, asks you about it, just tell him you have no knowledge. I don't know what and, you're talking about. Sometimes yeah. Kenny tells a tall tale or two. Uh, but anyway, GLers, uh, do what we've all done here at GL. Put your yard in the hands of the ProTurf pros. Everybody's on board, Roycey. Yeah, him too. ProfessionalTurf.com. They do amazing work. We love them. ProfessionalTurf.com. I was uh, really looking forward to the Ken Burns three-part series on Ernest Hemingway, which began last night. And uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling with it a bit. I, I think that Burns struggled a bit to, uh, to get a handle on Hemingway. He was, uh, he was a real different cat. He was all over the map, you know, one, one year he's living in Paris and thinking he's a skier, and the next year he's going to fish for swordfish, and the year after that yeah. he's shoot moose. Is that what made him interesting, though? <laughs> Do you yeah, get he's an f- interesting guy. Do you get the feeling that Hemingway went through, uh, went through uh, what we all went through in our late teens and early 20s? He did that for his whole <laughs> life, yeah. just kind of searching for our true identity. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the problem I'm having with it is I, I generally like what Ken Burns has done, but this is missing that gripping dynamic. It's not very gripping. Uh, baseball had me on the edge of my seat, and jazz had me on the edge of my seat, and the Civil War, and I, this is just... Uh, Wait, is this, this the Joe Sushri? I'm not learning anything. Well, I, I, there's, I, I do know quite a bit about Hemingway, so no, I haven't really learned okay. a lot, but that's, I'm not holding that against him. Is it him. the fact that uh, he was a jackass? He was, he was, a, he was a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, Joe or Hemingway? Uh, Hemingway, oh. Chris. <laughs> oh. You didn't, oh. You didn't let Kenny answer. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Pappy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a creep too, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he was a creep too. Well, part two tonight, I'll watch it. I'll what finish. is it? Three part series, you said? Yeah, yeah. I'll finish mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then there was plenty of time to uh, click over and pick up the ball game because the basketball game, because hell, they they took twenty minutes before they even started it, so I didn't have to. I didn't miss uh, much of the ball game to complete the hour, uh, the second hour of Hemingway. Uh, can we turn to something a little more serious? Yes. I, I want to ask the four of you, uh, the three of you, how are your knees and how are your slapping hands? Because I want all of us to drive up to Duluth, take those Moorhead mo- m- m- uh, idiots. What am I trying to say? I, I don't have know. no idea. Take these idiots in charge, put them over our knees, and spank the bleep out of them. They are childish morons well they're no different than here uh this is what the salon has wrought and now we're learning that the duluth city council is declaring a climate emergency sure and and directing the city administration to submit a plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions you know what i love duluth but i got news for you duluthians this is the least of your problems in duluth (laughs) 
the least of your problems. Is that the same city where we couldn't get streets plowed and people couldn't get yes. around? Um, yes. Because, uh-huh. okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. We could shut off the electricity. We could end all fossil fuel engines, whatever there. Get rid of... We could go back to... 1800 in Duluth. Go back to the ox cart. And it would not make one single of dent of course in, not. The, in the globe. Not, not one. But not this one. Is, this is what politics has done. This is what, this is what politics has attracted. Are, are people that have no interest in the fact that Duluth is uh, a crumbling uh, urban town with not a lot going for it. It's and, a hellhole. Just say it. It's, it's a hellhole. Yeah, but I, we have too many listeners there who love us, and I love Duluth. I really do. I do, too. I like that city. But, but uh, you, you, you are run by people that have no interest in the health and success of that town. Their idea of the health is to, is to think they can control the climate. These people are sick. I've been telling you now for two weeks, we are surrounded by insanity. Joe, I, I, I got news. Of it. I got yeah. news for all of you guys. Um, yeah. After spending a few days out in Southern California, we don't hold a candle to the progressive woke that is the state of California. Oh my God, I what can't imagine. We're amateurs. Disaster. We're pretenders. Oh, it's 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 not even relatable. Yeah. You guys, they've turned the. You guys are familiar with where the San Diego Convention Center is down by the pier. Yes, sure. They uh, <laughs> they have turned that entire facility into a migrant shelter because they are being overwhelmed with people entering this country illegally, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's sad because I I used to really love that city, but I don't think we'll be going back anytime soon. It's it's really sad what's what's happening out there, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing, Joe. It, it's it's who can outwoke the next person. Last year, Duluth hired its first sustainability officer, Mindy Granley, who helped write the resolution, the climate resolution. We welcome the resolution to declare climate change an emergency, Mayor Emily Larson said. The resolution demonstrates that the things we have already been working on internally are important to the council and our residents. B as in B, S as in S. (laughs) Council member Eric Forsman said the resolution and emergency declaration would not come with any business mandates or new taxes. The city's action plan, however, could recommend such steps or other measures in the future. Uh, this is a chance for the community to come together. Oh, okay. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. When you guys hear climate emergency, are you picturing like the Ghostbuster machine with the sirens going? And it's... Well, I'm hearing a siren. I am hearing a siren. <laughs> The big kind of the crank one? Yeah, right. You know, right down on the on the lakeshore. Uh, Growler. Get him, Johnny. Yeah. Music. yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, Wes. Well, you know, Minneapolis did this in 2019. Sure. Minneapolis uh, declared a climate emergency. Well, what took Duluth so long? Well, 2019, come on here. Tell you what didn't help Minneapolis was all those buildings burning down last uh, summer there. That wasn't good for the climate, was it? That boy, that's devastating. What if it would, what if it did though, Joe? And just like what Bill Gates wants to do to try to save us all, maybe all of that building debris, you know, burning gave us a protective layer from the ozone. No, that fruitcake wants to use a t shirt gun to shoot chalk into the air. Honest to God, we're insane. There's people around us who are insane, and and that Duluth is not immune from this. They're nuts. They uh, they got to reduce their emissions eighty percent by twenty fifty. Well, a you won't, and b if you did, you won't you wouldn't notice anything. 
you just wouldn't notice anything. And every year there's another disaster declared about Lake Superior. It's not cold enough. It's not deep enough. It's not full enough. And every year the lake... It always heals itself. Yeah, it always evens out and everything works out okay. Every year. Every year. Doesn't the Star Tribune just keep those same four articles on (laughs) file? Hey, uh, it's the 26th. we got to run that Lake Superior story today. (laughs) What time did we start this show today? Um, Are you done already? Eleven <laughs> fifty, I believe. Is that it, Joe? <laughs> it's only twelve twenty-five. It is. That's, uh, that's what it is, Joe. I feel like I've I've talked longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. So, what, do you have well, the ball game to, on? Are you watching the Twins game? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm Let not. me uh, pass the mic, Such. Let me. I want to tell you a little story about a man named Rich. Yeah. Rich is the GLer that owns Maple Grove Lock and Safe and the seller of the greatest safe ever made, Liberty Safes. Now, what are you doing with all your cash? You got it in the cardboard box out uh, under your workbench uh, out in the garage, right? I, I'm looking at it right now. There's a little secret stash right down here and a, a piece of and a wood thing. That's real safe, isn't it? So, well, you know, maybe I wood won't. Wood box. Yeah, uh, the CP won't be able to find it. But when your place burns down tonight, that yeah. money is burning up, too. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to be on guard for that, Kenny. I, I really don't want to burn down. But I, I want to tell you about my guy, Rich. So a customer walks into Maple Grove Lock and Safe knowing exactly what he wants. Kind of like us, Such, we do all the research ahead of time. The biggest, he wants the biggest, most expensive Liberty safe available. Rich says, yeah, got one right here. I can send it home with you. But first, let's chill for a second here and talk about what it's for and where it's going. Long story short, the customer went home with a safe, not quite as enormous and nowhere near as expensive, but his needs were still met and then some. A very happy customer spent a lot less money, got exactly what he needed. That's why Liberty Safe made here in America is your best option. And Rich and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he's our guy. He's the guy to do it. Filling customer needs, not just turning a buck. Uh, and it's all because of Rich. You'll see him right there on his website when you click on Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The service, the advice, the guidance from Rich, it all takes the mystery right out of the purchase process. Nothing keeps your items safe in the event of a fire better than a Liberty Safe, and Rich is the guy to get you there. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. One more thing about the salon in Duluth. Can you imagine, and this is true of all salon members, uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Can you imagine the vanity of these uh, people in Duluth to believe that they can control the climate? It's the same here. It's the same here with St. Paul and Minneapolis. Yeah. It's the same in Portland. and it's, it's, They're vain, vain people who believe they can control nature. If only you do what we tell you to do, we're going to be good. I hate yes. to go to this cliche, but is this the? Are these the children of parents that were never spanked and were always given participation awards? That's part of that. Everybody's a winner, and yes. they're allowed there. to allowed to make scenes in public places yeah. without being properly disciplined. Mm-hmm. Is that who these people are? Somewhat, yes. Mm-hmm. I know it's a cliche, but God, it sure seems like it. <laughs> you know, Emily Larson. What? what? Please. Uh, I know it's just what, so difficult. What, what, what is this? What is this? Keep this in mind too. Uh, with this statement, with the story about Duluth, 
Keep in mind who's going up there to work when her term ends is on the Minneapolis know, City Council. About that. Right. Yeah. Bender. Lisa Bender's on her way up to Luth. You've seen nothing yet. Remember you know, uh, Emily? Uh, yeah, she's the one that she gave the city council the proposal to get rid of the word chief. Right. That's oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Chief operating officer can't that's use. That's right. Because that's racist, right? Yep. Until they yep. actually ask the natives, and they're like, "What? What now? <laughs> what? 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 Do what now? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Anybody in there? <laughs> Do you know how thriving Duluth once was? I have a friend who uh, uh, was raised in Duluth, and he was telling me something to the effect that there was a point in the '60s where it had the highest per capita number of millionaires uh, in uh, either in this state or maybe in the country or what? something. Wow. Well, the shipping and oh. the mining and the, uh, the lumber and the, I mean, you gotta, I guess you got to go back pretty far for that. But, I mean, look at Glenn Sheen. You think that uh, isn't a nice little pad there that somebody mm-hmm. built? That was a, was a hell of a going city. I, I hope it still is, but I... I find no evidence of that. So then what you're suggesting is that not only are we going to start seeing this with the country's tallest buildings, but the trickle down to the second and third rate cities. Oh, absolutely. The Duluth, the Rochesters, soon absolutely. to be the Eden Prairies, things oh, like that. They, can't, they yeah. can't act fast enough to become woke. They just can't do it. Well, that's that's frightening. All right. Let's take a time out, please. Okay. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no what you own and make sure you tune into garage logic every tuesday and thursday for mr money talks report you're going to hear it from himself that's right josh joins us every tuesday and thursday in garage logic trust is often overused and it's even harder to find please you can take it from me that you can trust josh give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608 that's 952-925-5608 investment advisor services offered by josh arnold investment consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. It's up in DK Mags is open on Old 8 in New Brighton. DK Mags, the place by which all other shops are measured. They're also all over the web at dkmags.com. Have a very nifty YouTube page demonstrating the latest and greatest. And guess what? They also own Monticello Pond and Gun up in Cello. That means when you go in there, you end up owning something cool that you didn't even know you needed. I love that. When you stop in, you're going to be treated to a fine selection of firearms of all types, new and used and available to order, wide variety of accessories, and a staff that cannot be beat. Always happy to answer questions, help with orders, set your mind straight, and send you home happy. And because they deserve it, law enforcement, first responders, current military and veterans, they all get an additional discount. Monticello Pond and Gun and DKMags.com. Gun shops run by GLers for GLers. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. Have you seen a mosquito yet? Uh, no. 
No, but no. there's dead bugs on my windshield. Well, somebody saw a mosquito, and that caused uh, the number four in town, CBS. They, you know, we're supposed to be alarmed, apparently, that we're seeing mosquitoes. I I haven't seen one, but it's a, it's the result of our warming winters, of course. You know, <laughs> that, of course. Uh, that the mosquitoes are out early now and because uh, they're enjoying the balmy weather we had. Oh, what? Oh, the month of February? Uh, you know, forget it. Uh, I'm not going to even uh, honor the story. MoShield.com, no dash. Are they coming back? <laughs> yeah, they're going to be starting up with us uh, in a couple in a week. Well, or so. there's what you need. Yeah, you go to Mosquito Shield. But you wait till the mosquitoes are out. This is a little premature <laughs> warning here. Yeah, you know I haven't seen a mosquito. I, uh, Call me now. Aren't I we in? Uh, we're in fake spring. Right? We're in fake fake spring right now, right? Or false spring? Really? I thought once we got to the first part of April. Is it still uh, fake spring? We're going to see some more snow at some point here before oh, the opening that's of fishing. Depressing, Kenny. Well, last two years we've had April blizzards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. We're not done yet. I do I remember that so. the twins had a snow out, and that might have even been the first week of May a couple of years ago. I remember that. Back in the day, the twins had a snowed out bat day in May. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. About May sixth. Yeah. But that's when the back when the season didn't even start till what the middle of April. Yeah, yeah. You know what was really weird? You open the season in Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. has a dome. Yeah. And they still take the next day off. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> they could have played. <laughs> and the and same- then over the weekend, I guess the roof was open, huh? Yes, because didn't yeah. the same thing happen when because uh, the. F- the Marlins hosted Tampa Bay. Didn't they also do the same thing? I don't know. Because the Marlins have that retractable roof deal also. I'm surprised Rocco doesn't give them all a day off, the guys who played <laughs> yesterday, because they're probably too tired from scoring 15 runs. Here we go. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Oh, they have, i got to give them a rest, man. They, you know, When you score 15 runs, that's hard on your hammies and... Uh, that's hard on your knees and everything. We gotta, we gotta, we're gonna call I, up some minor leaguers. I heard your rant driving home yesterday. I actually agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the modern game. I still I love baseball, it. but I'm I not do a, too. We went to the Padres game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. <sighs> there's, there's so much. Kenny, settle down. There's such a lack of activity during the game. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's strikeout, strikeout. Okay, it, it just, I don't know. It's, I can see why kids are not. Grasping b- modern baseball, I, I get it. You know, I com- I completely get you it. You got to be high to enjoy it. Let's face it; it's so slow. It is. It's, it's very slow. So slow. The pace the pace of play is. is and a I, I know you guys are blaming the stepping out of the box and the velcro and all that, but it, it's the same with the pitchers. I, I mean, come on! It, it's the whole. It's both teams. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. Let's pick up the pace. Come on. Well, <clears throat> our society is no longer built. To accommodate patients. No, that's true. We've raised uh, generations now who want instant gratification, uh, uh, usually on their phones, for example. Mm -hmm. And and to sit there and actually... How many people do you think go to a professional baseball game in this day and age and actually keep score? Uh, Oh, I saw a guy. Did you guys see my tweet? No, I did. Saw the picture. Uh, There was a guy, well, he was older than I was, but he was about five rows in front of me. He was keeping book, and he had his three boys sitting next to him, and he was showing them how to do the book. I thought that Good. was pretty cool. Good. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Well, the other thing, the subtleties of the game are kind of gone, too, and Chris, that's kind of what you were talking about. 
uh, uh, little things that used to happen don't happen anymore. Give me an example. And and fans don't care. Oh, like moving runners along mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. It just all everybody wants a strikeout or they want a home run. Yep. And that's it. Uh, none of the subtleties are there anymore. My concern is more to do with their frailty. I mean, I, I bent down to pick something off the floor Sunday. I look up, Buxton's out of the game. Well, I, tell the truth. I, you passed out and you were out cold for a good 15 minutes. Easter Sunday? No. You're flopping no. around on the floor like a walleye. And then that poor Josh Donaldson, he didn't even make it past his first at bat of the year. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Jeez Louise. Did you, uh, this isn't funny, but last night we lost Tatis. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I heard uh, about Who's one of, the, one of the young stars of the game. He swung and separated his shoulder and perhaps wow. also tore his labrum, which means he could be out for much of the season, and he is one of the young stars. Well, how, would that, how could that possibly happen? That should happen to a guy, you know, a big fat old bastard like me. <laughs> not, not a young kid. How uh, violently are you swinging to yeah, have that happen? what's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Does he play well, for the Padres? Yes. Yes. Fernando Tatis? Mm-hmm. Didn't they just sign him to about $8 trillion? 14 yes. years, $340 million. Kenny loves it when I bring up the salaries of professional <laughs> athletes. I, I love you guys complaining about what ball players make. It's just I never complained about what ball players make. You Give were them all before they want. the show. You were before Give the them show. All, I was not. Give them all they want. Owners make plenty. Give the players what they want. Joe, it took me a while to form this email. I want to get it right, and it may still be lacking. Allow me to do the Grunhoffers ad for you. We purchased our seven-pound double-smoked ham a couple of weeks prior to Easter. We went to Grunhoffers early because we didn't want to take any chances on any kind of watch or warning. Here's where the story gets interesting. Easter dinner was planned at CI Girl Charities and her Human Luke's place in Denver. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> First of all, Foghorn Charity, whatever that is. Foghorn, I'm sorry, pal, but do you, okay, you know, you know. I think he's, I, I think he just caught himself a big one. I think he was doing a little fishing there, and I think he's got you on the line. Yes, we flew to Denver with a Grunhoffer's ham in our luggage. My oldest kid I used to have is hoping Grunhoffer's new location is closer to her. The ham was by far the best we have ever had. We enjoyed the ham with my youngest kid I used to have also in tow, along with his girlfriend and her family. All eight of us plus two pets in a 700-square-foot apartment. We all flew to Denver the same weekend, albeit with different end goals. After the ham was sliced and enjoyed at dinner, the kids stood around the ham bone and picked it clean. All present agreed that the double-smoked ham was the best. Good luck in doing my best to push back at the failed academy. Roger from, or no, Otto from Worst Germany. (laughs) Uh, of course he enjoyed that ham. Everyone who got an Easter ham from Grunhoffer's knew perfectly well that they were in for a really a taste sensation. It's Grunhoffer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right on that Highway of Love, Highway 61. And uh, it's not only hams, but, you know, the bacon and the burgers and the steaks and the three different meatloaves and the brats, of course, about 110 different flavors of brats. The word has gone out, Spencer, that... Uh, Somehow that word got dropped that there is a the probability of a second Grunhofer's location in the offing, but we don't know anything yet. Uh, you'll be the first to know because I bet Spencer will be glad to tell us. He's already expanded the Hugo location. It's just fantastic. Are we done guessing, by the way, or can we still throw out random cities? 
I guess we can throw out random cities. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Yeah. We might get them in trouble. Yeah. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Start your great career in a brighter future by making the move to Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Diesick. And I'm Denise Gazetta from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Making a move to a new community is a big step, but Sioux Falls has everything you're looking for. You'll find short commutes, great shopping, professional sports and entertainment, plus opportunities for entrepreneurs and professionals in multiple career tracks. Sioux Falls is looking at another year of record economic growth, and you can be a part of it. Great careers are available for anyone who wants to build a brighter future. Visit the Talent and Workforce Portal at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Sioux Falls companies are ready to invest in your future, helping you develop your skills and accelerate your career. Sioux Falls has great opportunities for you. Right now, we're seeing growth in health and biosciences, along with engineering design. Whether you're a programmer or a plumber, a researcher or a receptionist, Sioux Falls has a place for you. Make the move to a new career and a brighter future in Sioux Falls. Visit Talent and Workforce at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Everyone has gone mad in March trying to narrow the field down to 16. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and they have their 16 for you. Canopy Group has 16 different insurance companies, giving them options to provide you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price, by the way. The difference is that the Canopy Group has options. They continue to use their 16 different companies to match with you, the company providing the best coverage at the best price. They do this year in and year out. They just moved me and saved me a bundle. I am a believer. Get in the game. Contact the Canopy Group and get them working on your brackets. Bracketology isn't foolproof. Sure bet is the Canopy Group saving you on an average 810 on your home. That's $810 on your home on auto insurance. Visit thecanopygroup.com. Thecanopygroup.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, you know, speaking of music, again, I have to defend myself. I listened to yesterday's show, and you guys were raving about Dylan's playing on some boogie tune. It was all me. So I just wanted to throw that oh, out. Oh, so. well, sorry. John, I so, wasn't here, so I you were to be excused from that insult. <laughs> so you were playing riffs that Dylan taught you then, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Who, who is your news brought to you by, Mr. Newsman? It's brought to us by ProfessionalTurf.com. Attorneys for Maurice Hall, the man with George Floyd on the night he died in Minneapolis, argued this morning in a motion hearing that several topics about which their client could potentially testify might leave him open to a possible prosecution for third-degree murder. Hall, who was with Floyd in the car shortly before his death, appeared by Zoom Tuesday morning. He remains in custody in Hennepin County. In the motion hearing, his legal team argued to Judge Cahill that since the 42-year-old Hall has no immunity in the case, he planned to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights to refuse to testify. Hall's team argued that him being asked about any activities that took place May 25th would incriminate him in a separate possible trial. After the argument from Hall's attorneys, Judge Cahill suggested that at least asking for Hall's observations of Floyd's condition in the car outside Cup Foods might offer a narrow option to get him to testify. 
All of this comes after a key day in the trial on Monday as an emergency room doctor and two Minneapolis Police Department supervisors took the stand. And as you heard earlier, including Police Chief Madario Arredondo, Arredondo testified for more than four hours. He said, quote, I vehemently disagree that this was appropriate use of force for that situation. In St. Paul, St. Paul's Springboard for the Arts announced Monday it's launching a guaranteed minimum income pilot program for artists and culture workers in St. Paul. Well, that's nice. <sighs> Where do I apply for that, John? Come on, calm down. Read on, John. Read on. The program will provide $500 of unrestricted monthly support to 25 artists in the Frogtown and Rondo neighborhoods for 18 months beginning this month. You still mm. mad? Spring- still mad about that? That, ding, ding, you call that a fire truck? <laughs> you spend more than that in one week on booze, Chris. Let me see. 25 times 500. Did you say a month or a week, John? A month. Uh, 18 months. Okay. Where's the uh, 500 times? Who's supplying the money, John? Well, you are, Joe. Like, well, well, yeah. Well, we'll, it's we'll $150,000 for the calendar year, Joe. Springboard Executive Director Laura Zabel said in a news release, our goal with this pilot is, of course, to provide direct, unrestricted support to artists who have been disproportionately impacted by the pandemic. (laughs) Equally important is that this pilot gives us the opportunity to demonstrate and advocate nationally that culture makers need to be included in the work to make our economy more equitable and just. (laughs) End quote. Duluth double formula. Duluth double, Chris. Duluth double. Fantastic. Oh, that is so precious. Hold on, i got to turn my mic off and cough. <laughs> <laughs> inspired, oh, wow. by the, inspired by the City of St. Paul's People's Prosperity Pilot and the Mayors for Guaranteed Income Network, this pilot will be one of the first guaranteed income pilots in the nation to focus on the creative workforce. The monthly cash benefit is unconditional, no strings attached. It's meant to supplement rather than replace existing social safety net and can be a tool for racial and gender equity while contributing to community <laughs> stability, according to Springboard for the Arts. Is there any judgment involved? Uh, is there? Could you, hey, do you look. have to be able to draw a straight line at least? What? What's? Hey, look, what's? I just drew a stick figure. Yeah. Do I get to qualify for this? Why not? Spring. Springboard will select recipients at random from an eligible pool of artists in St. Paul who have been adversely impacted by COVID-19 and have received support from Springboard's Coronavirus Personal Emergency Relief Fund. At least 75% of recipients will be people of color. During the pandemic, Springboard has distributed more than $1.5 million in direct aid to creative workers in the region. The whole thing is funded with the support of the McKnight Foundation and the Bush foundation well so, then it isn't the taxpayers so it's not you joe it's not no, me it's no. not you. Yeah. no otherwise i would suggest they push all those people off the pier yeah. and give that money to the homeless so let's That's get right. them in some clean underpants and you know <laughs> maybe three squares a day i got great news on a homeless person i've gotten <coughs> really she's got new teeth so i think somebody uh, donated uh, money for her to get teeth got new choppers huh mm-hmm Speaking of St. Paul, this weekend, police in St. Paul will hold a drive through clinic to help drivers protect two frequently stolen items, catalytic converters and license plates. Uh, St. Paul police said 560 catalytic converter thefts have been reported in the city this year already, an average of almost six each day. 
On April 10th, from 8.30 in the morning till 12.30, members of the department will be in the north lot of Allianz Field to mark catalytic converters and install theft prevention screws and license plates. Police said a lot of scrapyards won't buy marked catalytic converters, making them less appealing to thieves. The whole event is free and open to the public. Registration is encouraged but not required. So the department, yeah. Is this going to prevent the actual theft of the catalytic converter? Are the guys that are crawling under the Priuses, are they smart enough to know if they see a marked catalytic converter that they can't sell this? Or are they going to take it anyway, gut it out, remove the precious metals, and sell them raw? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I love the idea, but it doesn't seem like it's enough. Mm-hmm. I think cages and, and other things just to prevent the, the theft of them would be better. But I, I'm certainly not insulting the St. Paul Police Department. you got to start somewhere. Right, so, Kenny, if I steal a catalytic converter and I'm taking it to the scrapyard... Why are the scrapyards not saying, well, we can't, we need to help this problem? Why indeed, Chris? Why indeed? Yep. Minnesota Minnesota hospitals are caring for about twice as many COVID-19 patients as they did at the end of February after an increase in new coronavirus infections. As of Sunday, 448 people were in Minnesota's hospitals with COVID-19 complications. Uh, Part of the difference is a lot of these patients are younger because 82.5% of the state's elderly have been vaccinated. Uh, Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, uh, Tuesday morning said he's confident mass vaccinations will prevent another explosion of coronavirus cases and a fourth deadly wave. Fauci said it'll remain to be seen if there's an uptick in cases or if it'll explode into a different surge as more states reopen their economies. He said, quote, I think the vaccine is going to prevent that from happening. What are, do you have any of the symptoms? Is it uh, excessive sweating? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it makes you wear things on your head that look funny, too. Yeah. So, you know. Paper towels. Uh-huh. Should, I, should I confess? Should I confess to the well, Joe, it's, your, it's your deal. It's your show, buddy. Well, I've had the two vaccines, uh-huh. Feb 5 and March 5. And everything was rosy, but I'm on day nine of feeling really, really under the weather. And I consulted with my doc yesterday, and I got to go get a COVID test. Now it's a whole lot of rosy. We have also called in other experts. Um, We called in the CP Mm -hmm. and her diagnosis, Joe. Walk it off. (laughs) And we also called in Roycey. Yep. Who, he um, called me a bad name. He you says, uh, <laughs> Royce, uh, uh, Joe resembles a kitty cat. He That's right. Me a bad uh, he called you, me a bad name. A he really was very not, he big, wasn't very kind to me a at all. A very big kitty cat, <laughs> right? so to speak. You a big kitty cat. <laughs> well, the best is the insult continues to progress as he's walking away. Yeah, I know. You well, I'm praying that I don't have the damn thing. Believe me, well, Joe, so are we. Yeah, so are I don't we. know what this is. <laughs> we are, too. And, I really feel and why we're Yeah, we're worried because you don't, usually it's a day, you know, and, and we find out later it was actually just a panic attack. Right. So something's going on here. Mm-hmm. Update on a Excuse story me you guys while saw. I mop my brow. <laughs> Update on the story you guys uh, talked about yesterday. Engineers and dam safety specialists evaluating the danger of a catastrophic flood from a leaking Florida wastewater reservoir determined the threat of a possible second breach was unsubstantiated, according to the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. 
Officials said Monday a drone had discovered a possible second breach in the reservoir whose east wall continues to show what they're calling concentrated seepage. Oh, but by Monday ew. night... Ugh. Ugh, gross. <laughs> I think I had that I don't like college. the word seepage. Yeah, you get a shot no, for that. No, yeah, I don't either. Yuck. Seepage is bad. Ugh. But by Monday evening, experts from four government agencies and outside engineers concluded the second site was safe to continue working on. Meanwhile, the agency said dozens of pumps and 10 vacuum trucks have been deployed to remove 35 million gallons of wastewater per day into the Tampa Bay uh, area where 11 different sampling operations are monitoring water quality and considering ways of minimizing the algae blooms that kill marine life and make beachgoing hazardous to humans in the tourism-dependent state. I remember when uh, Pat was in the hospital in Philadelphia yeah. with a gallbladder attack, yeah. and he said, yeah, the guy, uh, the guy next to me had some kind of seepage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were happy to see me because I might have been the only paying customer they'd seen in a year. Thoughts on insurance, I believe, yeah. yeah. I'm the only paying customer. He was so high. Oh, jeez. The guy uh, next to me, he keeps talking about seepage. Uh, seepage. Didn't you ask him about the drugs? Uh, yeah, that he thought they were wonderful. They were wonderful. Uh, what a wonderful invention. We were lucky he didn't fall off uh, during that, that. He had a couple of hospital stays during that run. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's 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 good. And didn't he uh, also yell at the the DA to slow down? Stop. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes. Hey, Slowly, John. Back to the Tampa Bay story the, the, with the yeah. seepage. Do you think that that would be much worse than what the Bucks did to that bay when they were partying in that thing for about twelve straight hours? Yeah, I mean that thing had to be converted oh. to complete urine by at, at some point during that tour. Oh, God. Yeah, Chris. At a roundtable with reporters yesterday, Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Michael Gaudet, the U.S. Navy's top officer, was asked about a series of bizarre incidents that took place in July of 2019 and involved what have only been described as drones swarming American destroyers off the coast of Southern California. Asked if the Navy had positively identified any of the aircraft at this point, he said, no, we still have not. I'm aware of the sightings. As it's been reported, there have been other sightings by aviators in the air and by other ships, not only of the United States, but other nations, and of course, other elements within the U.S. Joint Force. Uh, He says they are still investigating the whole thing. Two people are in critical condition after a shooting near Fort Detrick in Frederick, Maryland this morning. Police were called for an active shooter situation at 820 in the Riverside Tech Park area. When officers got there, they found two adult males injured. The victims were flown by helicopter to Baltimore and are in critical condition. The suspect, 38-year-old man who Navy Public Affairs confirmed was a Navy hospital corpsman, traveled to nearby Fort Detrick and was subsequently shot and killed by base personnel there. This is Detrick? Is it? It's Detrick. I actually it looked it up okay. because I All thought right. it's got to be Dietrich. But, All right. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. After enduring a year of closures, employee safety fears, and start-stop openings, a lot of American restaurants are now facing a nationwide catch-up shortage. Restaurants are trying to secure the tabletop staple after COVID-19 upended the condiment world order. Managers are using generic versions, pouring out bulk ketchup into individual cups, and hitting the aisles of Costco for substitutes. Chris Fuselier, owner of the Denver-based Blake Street Tavern, said we've been hunting high and low all year for ketchup. Oh. We have some. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll pass that along to Chris. <laughs> Noted. See if he can come Be right visit over. Be right over. <laughs> uh, the the biggest problem is the biggest problem is packets, uh, because all the restaurants with the takeout, you know, oh, give the packets sure. of ketchup. Uh, so now they can't keep up, and there's no packets left. Whenever I get takeout, I always decline that stuff. I got ketchup I at home. Too. Exactly. You know, save them a couple bucks. Yeah, you're paying it forward. Yes. Navy Seabees built a desk for Vice President Kamala Harris made of timber from a historic warship, all part of an effort to craft a desk of comparable historical significance to the president's resolute desk. The U.S. Naval Construction Force built the deck using wood from the USS Constitution. Really? You know what? She doesn't yeah. deserve this. That's the office, Joe. She, yeah. she doesn't get to take it home with her, does she? Oh, no. No, no. It's in her office. Uh, it's the uh, Constitution is the world's oldest commissioned warship that's still floating. It was first launched in 1797 wow. as one of the U.S. Navy's first six frigates. An eagle and stars drawn from the Constitution's stern are carved into the desk, which Harris received in February. The vice president's version began under former President Donald Trump, with CVs starting construction in early January. A second desk, built for the Secretary of the Navy, was made by using materials from the frigate's USS Constitution, oh. Chesapeake, Constellation, Texas, New Jersey, and Arizona. The construction of both desks took about seven weeks. Um, speaking this of the, uh, uh, yeah, go sorry. Ahead. sorry, John, go ahead. No, I was just going to read a different story. Uh, but <laughs> did you guys see the note on uh, President Biden um, over the holiday weekend? What happened? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Dang it, he beat me to it. Yeah. Yeah. What? He was dressed up as Santa Claus uh, said, on Easter Christmas. Sunday, and he was handing out uh, Halloween candy. Yeah. What? <laughs> Never mind, <laughs> Kenny. Sorry. Is he uh, uh yeah, okay. Uh, tough story here. The son of a... One of these deals? Yeah. Son yeah. of a California man who choked to death during an amateur taco eating contest at a minor league baseball game what? is... Whoa. What? Wait, hey, it's a taco night. <laughs> oh, no. What? What now? Poor guy. Uh, let me, oh let me start over. God, the, help me. The son of, son of a California man who choked to death during an amateur taco eating contest at a minor league baseball game is now suing the event's organizers for negligence. Of course. Well, don't you have to sign a waiver? I would think so. Yeah. 18-year-old 18 Marshall Hutchings' lawsuit filed Monday alleges dad, Dana Hutchings, was not made aware of the risks of danger involved in an eating competition. The 41-year-old died after choking on tacos while competing in the contest during a Fresno Grizzlies game, August 13, 2019. I haven't choked on uh, a taco since high school. Participants no. competed... To devour as many tacos as possible <laughs> Kenny. during a certain amount of time. The guy died. The suit names Fresno Sports and Events, the owner of the Grizzlies. Officials with the company declined to comment. Uh, now, professionals in the sport of competitive eating train, of course. Sure. And they make, make themselves physically ready to take part, according to Hutchings' attorney. The attorney said, but that's not always present in an amateur eating contest. The conductors of this event should have made the risks known to the competitors and taken steps to protect them. Serious question. Um, Uh-oh. The bride makes you tacos, hard shell tacos, homemade at home. How many do you have for, for I, supper? I, I, refused, I refused to answer. I'm sorry. I oh, could, it's an embarrassing amount. I'll, I'll tell you how much I eat. It, it, go ahead. Tell the truth. I have two. That's it? Two? Yeah. What? That's, that's, a that's not even a, that's not even a, yeah. Two? 
Yeah. That's not even an appetizer, Joe. I'm good for eight. Really? I usually go well, about five, me, or, five or, five or six myself, yeah. Reavers? Oh, uh, yeah, I can put down a dozen without even yeah. blinking. Yeah. yeah. We uh, When I was growing up, I remember me and my brother going through a, like two 12-packs of shells one night. Taco was, night. So. Oh, nothing makes me happier than taco night. I love taco night. Seriously. Yeah. We have a taco yeah. night here once in a while. Yeah. Fresh but, pico, too. you got to have two. a really good pico. Yeah, what, what is two? That's not even an effort. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're fairly sizable. I mean, you know. Oh. You get the giant shells or what? Yeah, and you got all kinds. You know, get your olives, uh, your I, stuff. Yeah, I, I bet your granddaughter. Olives. I bet your grand. <laughs> what? Oh, you know, he now we. It was just revealed. He's never had a taco in his life. <laughs> right. Nobody puts an olive on a taco. Black what? olives. Black yeah. olives. Yeah. They're, yeah. You can have black olives on a taco. Wow. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm willing well. to bet one of your granddaughters eats more than two. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. No, if you're going to have a taco eating contest, shouldn't you have a paramedic on site just in the event that something like this you, happens? And you'd think somebody would know how to take care of a guy choking on tacos, wouldn't you? I, how about the I'm Heimlich? just saying. The Heimlich. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they got the Fresno Bulldog mascot in the background, you know, cheering them on. All of a sudden he's doing the... <laughs> Reavers. Reavers. Too far. All Too right. far, Reavers. Sorry. Too far. Oh, yeah, yeah, too far, huh? Really? Go back and listen to the middle of that story. A 77-year-old woman was arrested after she allegedly threw food at and hit her husband Thursday night in the village of De La Vista. Sumter County Sheriff's deputies were called at about 6.50 to the home after the husband of Mary and Elizabeth Magnoni called law enforcement. They had been arguing, apparently, when the altercation occurred. He tried to get her to sit on the couch. Uh, she had been drinking, according to the police report. She told police the altercation erupted after her husband showed his friends a nude picture of his late wife. Huh. In other words, not her. Before. The, not her. The, the, the woman he was married to before. Huh. Yes. That's an odd story. Uh huh. Well, she's 77, so. Oh. She was booked into the Sumter County the nude Detention wife Center. Or her? No, no, no. She, the nude wife is dead, so. Well, okay. How'd she look? I, I didn't see a picture. Why does a really throwing food for? Why does a 77-year-old guy have a nude photo on his cell phone? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his you have to first ask? wife. <laughs> Let's ask Such. Joe, why, why would somebody that age have... <laughs> Let me ask you, just a minute. Hey, get over here. <laughs> no, it's the old joke, uh... What, what is it? How does it go? Uh, have you seen any you pictures? You got any new yeah, pictures of your wife? Do you, you want, want to buy one? some? I want to buy some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. See, I got exciting news today. What's that? Yeah. Uh, I am going to, for a weekend, we're, we're still in the uh, uh, planning stages, I'm going to drive Volkswagen's all-new electric SUV, the ID4. And I've never, mm. ever driven an electric vehicle, but I'll be more than happy to, and I'll be prepared to be pleased. I'm not a, uh, I'm not the world's most uh, ardent electric vehicle fan, but I am a Volkswagen fan, and I'll be anxious to, to have this and see what it's like. I've never driven uh, an electric vehicle, uh, much less a Volkswagen ID4. I'm looking at a picture of it. It's gorgeous. Uh, from Schmel's Countryside, of course in Maplewood, where they've been for more than 60 years on that southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and 36, multi-generational family-owned dealership. They don't own 40 star, uh, stores. They keep it right there, uh, and they get to know you. I've been uh, there for years, and I'm going to remain there. 
there's a sign and drive SUV event, 0% interest for 72 months. There's a great tire event through the month of April. Pay for three tires and get the fourth one free. That applies to most makes, models, and sizes. It's, uh, it's 10 minutes east of Minneapolis and 5 minutes north of St. Paul. You know what that is? That's nothing. 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 That's, uh, that's nothing. nothing. And uh, you got that great Volkswagen Atlas and the Volkswagen Tiguan. And uh, and, and as I say, I, I'm, I'm just now learning about this exciting news that I'll be, I'll be handed the keys. Do electric cars even have keys? I'll be handed the keys to a Volkswagen ID4, and I'll take it for a weekend. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. Uh, because that's the only way I'm going to ever try a, a, an electric vehicle <laughs> oh. is have the dealership provide me one. Right. So I'm, I'm going to be anxious to tell you about it because I love those guys and I love Volkswagens and it's all at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, Johnny. The winner of Sri Lanka's biggest beauty prize suffered head injuries after a brawl broke out on stage. Oh. Now, uh, in these countries like Sri Lanka, beauty pageants are a huge, huge deal. Uh, beauty queen Pushpika de Silva won the Mrs. Sri Lanka title at a ceremony on national TV this past Sunday. But moments later, the 2019 winner seized Miss de Silva's crown, claiming she could not be awarded the title because she was divorced. The prize has now been returned to Ms. De Silva after pageant organizers confirmed she is not a divorcee. Judges named Ms. De Silva the 2021 winner at the Mrs. Sri Lanka final in the theater in Colombia, but the 2019 winner stripped Ms. De Silva of the crown, saying there's a rule that prevents women who have already been married and are divorced, so I'm taking steps to make the crown go to the second-place person. At that point, she placed the crown on the rudder-up, prompting a tearful Ms. De Silva to walk off the stage. The organizers have apologized to Ms. De Silva, who says she's separated but not divorced. In huh. a Facebook post, she said she went to the hospital to be treated for head injuries after the whole incident. The national director of the uh, whole thing told the BBC the crown would be returned to Ms. De Silva this week. Police have questioned Ms. Jury, who's the current holder of the Ms. World talent, as well as Mr. Jayasinghe hey, about the incident. The Mrs. Sri Lanka World Beauty Pageant is a major contest in that country. The Prime Minister's wife among the guests at the ceremony. Hmm. Not unusual for a moment of passion to turn into instant regret the morning after. Boy. Right? Right, yeah. fellas? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, think so. <laughs> I think so. However, a new study finds that those who have taken the walk of shame will probably do it again sometime soon. Huh. Research... Researchers well, in Norway. That's debatable. <laughs> Researchers in Norway say regret over a one-night stand doesn't end up teaching men or women much at all. In fact, both sexes will likely repeat their decisions about casual sex, regardless of how much they regret the last encounter. Uh, the head of this study was Professor Leif Edward Addison Kinnear. He said, for the most part, people continue with the same sexual behavior and the same level of regret. Uh, regret. Professor... <laughs> Professor Kinnear and Thanks, his team. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> we wet. They all we wet it. <laughs> Professor Kinnear said his team examined whether sexual regret actually contributes to changes in uh, human behavior. It appears it does not. Uh, psychologists assume regret, like many emotions, serve a function. Specifically, they think emotions push people to change their behavior, so they experience different outcomes from their next. My uh, my last um, one night stand and walk of shame resulted in uh, well, how long have I been married now? Forty, fifty years. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, 
That's uh, I'm paying the price. <laughs> Regret, <laughs> Kenny. Regret? Well, no, regret not, there? Not, I've had a few. Not full-on regrets. <laughs> but then again. Just, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right, let's get going here. Uh, <laughs> let's get going here. Huh? I got to go get this damn test. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Set, we'll, we'll be right pass. back. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, spring forward with a new business location in Sioux Falls. They have build-ready sites and available buildings in Sioux Falls to get your company up and running fast. You can find fewer taxes, less red tape, and higher profits in Sioux Falls. Spring is a great time to check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Here's a guy that likes to wear a paper towel on his head. <laughs> Joe, Joe Suchere. Suchere. The party continues in Monticello this year, all year long. Moon Motorsports celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line power sports dealer in Cello and on the web at moonmotorsports.com. And we're one week closer to the biggest power sports event of the year, the Moon Motorsports Open House and Tent Sale. It's coming Friday and Saturday, May 7th and 8th. Save the date, mark it down, uh, because it's going to be here right away. We'll, we'll get store-wide savings and everything we need to fuel our rides all summer long. If the dirt is flowing through your veins as it does mine, Moon just got in a load of new dirt bike helmets. So toss that old stink bucket away and... Swing in for a helmet fitting right now. If tricking it out is your deal, yeah, Moon Motorsports, they're the place. Known for expert parts and accessories knowledge. If you have any questions about the nine brands on hand, you've got the most experienced service department and sales department in the region at Moon. Bikes, quads, side-by-side, sleds. We're talking Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Yamaha, and Skidoo. That's a throttle-to-twist flick and stomp for everyone of every age group they're on the south side of 94 up in monticello and on the world wide web at moonmotorsports.com only because they come to us all the way from marloth park in Mumpumalanga, south africa from our friend tom lyman aka wanda gag on this day april 6 1982 the twins played their first ever regular season game in the metrodome they lost to the Mariners eleven to seven. Didn't they? We had an air conditioning issue that day, correct? I don't recall that. Uh, Chris. I think we did. And then on this day in two thousand two, the Minnesota Gophers hockey team won the National Collegiate Athletic Association National Championship. It beat the University of Maine four to three in overtime to win its first national title since 1979. That was a fun night. What year did we have the All-Star game? Was that 84 or 5? 85. 85. 1985. All right. All right. Yeah. You ever you ever cover the Metrodome, Joe, when you were writing <laughs> columns? God, yes. All the time. What are you talking about? Oh, I was just curious. Hated that dump. <laughs> <laughs> you just fall for yeah, everything. Yeah, he does every time. You, you're not feeling right. Hey, know, by I'm the not. way, you mentioned Gopher hockey. How about a little love for my uh, Mankato Mavericks shutting out the Gophers yeah. to reach their first ever Frozen Four? They must have a hell of a program, huh? Yeah, they do. They really do. They got probably one of the best goalies in the country, too. Yeah. Well, you can't beat a hot goalie. And by the way, um, I was on the West Coast, and I was all set, ready to watch the game, and forgot that it was uh, at 3 in the afternoon. I was all ready to watch the game at 5 <laughs> o'clock and so, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Eastern time. Yeah. Dad Whoops. was enjoying the pool that day. Let's put Thank it that you, way. Thank you, GLers. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for today. <laughs>
Hey, uh, <laughs> don't forget to check out our friends at PodMN and download that PodMN app for your Google or Android device today. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We feature videos almost every single day. So please like and subscribe us on YouTube, and you can find all of our social media channels at our website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. We'll catch you tomorrow, bras. It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. He's on the line with us right now. And GLers, do yourself a favor and get in touch with Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you're going to get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us right now. Josh, you have a rant on taxes, and you also want to talk a little bit about sports betting today. I like the sports betting, particularly given that we've just concluded the biggest sports betting opportunity with March Madness uh, next to the Super Bowl. But sports betting and online gambling could well have a big position as a way of raising funds for state. Currently, there are about 20 states that have passed legislation or are about to pass legislation to allow sports betting and online gambling. This is definitely been a nice boost for favorite companies like Penn Gaming or Penn National Gaming, which is also involved in horse racing in several states and racinos, as well as regional regional uh, gambling. And uh, Penn has been one of the top performers since last March. Also, I'd say since the beginning of 2020, it's been a top performer, though never going in a straight direction. DraftKings came out as a, went from a private company to a public company via a special purpose acquisition company and DraftKings has done also well and continues to make strides for expanding their franchise, also getting into content. Both of those companies have done well. DraftKings, as much as I like it and own it, on the high side on a price-to-sales multiple. You also have Caesars, its acquisition of William Hill, one of the bigger betting parlors. MGM has their online betting operation, as well as casinos, and they stand to benefit, as does Caesars, with the reopening trade. People going back to Las Vegas, not only for vacations, but also for sales conference. Today, uh, we had a little sports-related company came to market with going to come to market via a SPAC, but they're going to take privately held tops. And I'm sure some of you are very familiar with uh, tops sports cards. Top has gotten a nice boost, not only with sports cars, but also with some of the electronic art Tops is run by Michael Eisner, formerly running uh, Disney and other media properties. That could be interesting. Going to take a while till Tops goes public. My rant, you've got the Treasury Secretary, uh, Janet Yellen, calling for a global minimum tax on corporations. You have New York trying to, wanting to raise taxes on the quote-unquote rich, as well as corporations. You have Minnesota wanting to raise taxes on the rich and also on businesses. Some of it to, to pay for uh, a very progressive uh, agenda. And the guys, as always, the 
corporations and the well-off never pay their fair share. Uh, I think that's uh, quite a fallacy. But yes, all this spending is is going to have to be paid for. Some of the spending, particularly on infrastructure, that could well be done by private enterprise, not necessarily government. Government is not the solution to all the problems as some of the progressives uh, seem to think. End of rant. Back to companies. Favorite Apple, unrelated to, to sports, got a price target cut, but a an upgrade in terms of what they're going to earn as their services business continues to expand. Apple, still my favorite company. And that's straight from the man himself. GLers, do yourself a favor. Get in touch with Josh today for that no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute financial consultation. Do so by calling 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thanks for the time in the chat, and we'll talk to you again later this week. Thanks very much, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.